it is time for another Master Passive Income show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I help people to quit their jobs by investing in real estate rental properties so they never, ever have to work a job again. See, all that money you make from collecting the rents from your tenants, minus the expenses, is cash in your pocket. Now, today, we're going to be looking at how to save even more of that cash that you put in your pocket by reducing the property taxes. And the way you do that is by appealing the property tax value, saying, hey, government, I don't want to give you any more money. I think the value is lower, so lower my taxes or don't charge me as much. I've done that many, many times, saves thousands and thousands of dollars. So I want to show you exactly how to do that, too, because the more money that we have in our pockets as investors gives us the ability to buy more properties so that we never have have to work a job again because we have more properties making us more money. See, it's a snowball. You buy one property, then you save that money. Then you buy that second property, then you save that money. And each time you buy another property, you save all that money to then buy another property. For me, it was about the 10th property that I realized, man, this snowball is getting so big, I can't stop it. But that snowball kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and I made more and more money. Now I just buy a property because I realized, hey, I got plenty of money. Let me just buy another property. I got more money. Let me buy another property. On top of all the things that I have, all the things that I do, all the vacations and everything, just money keeps rolling in. And that's what I want for you, where you can have control of your life, never work a job again, and live the dream life. All right, guys, let's look at today's show where we talk about how to lower your property taxes by appealing the taxes and paying less so you have more money in your pocket to invest. All right, guys, let's get in there. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about all aspects of real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Four thirty a.m. Four. 30 a.m. Seriously, that's what time I woke up today. I woke up at 4.30 a.m. not because I wanted to, but because of something else outside of my own control that woke me up. Now, I guess it is my control, but here's why I woke up at 4.30 in the morning. I woke up to... <laughs> so if you if you remember about, I want to say about a month or two ago, my wife decided, hey, I want to get some chickens. I want to have fresh eggs every single morning. That'd be great to have fresh eggs and have some chickens. So she worked really hard, spent a good amount of money on building this, this coop and everything. And apparently... The people at the store said, we're not sure about this one. This one might be a rooster. It might not. Well, apparently, you know, we've kind of known it was going to be a rooster after about, um, I want to say about a month. It's, the, you know, the waddle or whatever thing that hangs down started growing. His, his rooster mohawk started growing. Like kids are like, hey, that's cool. He's got a mohawk. And so we knew it turned into a rooster. But then this morning, it's just out of nowhere, just started crowing. If that's how you, I don't know if that's how you call it, crowing or whatever, where they they wake you up right when the sun starts coming up. And I'm like, you stupid rooster. And so now this song started playing in my head. And I thought, you know what? This is a good day. This is going to be a good day. Even though I woke up at 4.30 in the morning, this is going to be a good day. And as a song was playing in my brain over and over again, I actually turned it on for everybody to listen to so that we got in the mood 
of snuffing the rooster. And so as I would normally do, I went to the gym in the morning, got all pumped up for snuffing out the rooster. And by the time I got home, I said, you guys, it's time to snuff the rooster. Then I took every all my kids out back and my wife was like, ah, you go, I'm gonna hang out here. I'm gonna relax while you're giving them science time because you know we homeschool our kids. So give them science time outside. So about an hour, I showed them every bit of the process of cleaning and dressing the bird and also all the innards and like the organs and they were like, ooh, look at that. And my oldest daughter was like, ooh, I don't wanna touch that. My youngest daughter was like, ooh, I wanna touch everything. And so it was really, really fun giving a good science lesson. But all the while I had the song playing and like, you guys, this is awesome. We get to actually eat a bird that we have in our own collection or we have in our own house. Like we raised this, we fed it, and we're actually like one of the most organic meat you could ever eat is just basically everything that we fed it. And here is one of the best parts of the song. It's right at the beginning and it really applies to everything with this rooster. So now the rooster is gone and I will not have to wake up to a rooster and my neighbors won't have to wake up to a rooster ever again. And some of you may not know what this song is. This song's called The Rooster by Alice in Chains. This was back when I was like in high school. We used to listen to Alice in Chains and it was just a fun song and what basically goes is, hey, they come to snuff the rooster. And when I heard the 4.30 morning crow I was thinking that song, like I went back to sleep for a few minutes or maybe like 20 minutes and that song started playing in my head, maybe in my dream or something, like it's like, this rooster is gonna die. And so I bet it, I'm glad I did. Now we're gonna have the chicken, the rooster for stew or something like that and so we're super excited to have that. But. And this song, I wanted to play it for you because it just was really funny to me, so hopefully it's funny to you guys too. Now we're gonna be talking about how to appeal your property taxes so you can lower your rental property taxes. So all of your properties have taxes that you have to pay every single month and we want to reduce the amount that we have to pay. Now it's very, very irritating when you get that tax bill, but it's a part of life. What is the best thing about that though is your tenants are paying those property taxes. You are personally not paying the property taxes. Now you might be writing a check and sending it to the government, but that money's coming out of your tenant's pocket. And if you've done it right, if you, like my students, have figured out how to make sure you account for all these expenses, if you've done it right, all that is already accounted for and you're still making a minimum of $250 every single month on the properties. I just had a student the other day, I was working through numbers on properties and we found out that he was gonna be making $350 a month even with all that stuff taken care of. It's fantastic. And that's what I want to see for you. I want to see you get properties where you're making money and then your tenants are paying for all these expenses. Now, jumping into where we have property taxes. No matter where you live, you are going to have property taxes. No matter where you own your rental property, you are going to have property taxes. Now, a big key, a big pro tip I'm going to give you is that you might not just have a county tax. You may even have a city tax or a levy or something that is not particular to every part of the country, but maybe just in one area. I'll give you an example. In Houston, I have one property, my first property I bought in Houston, I bought it not knowing there was a city school tax as well. And how irritating it is when I account for all my numbers, 
$1,300 in taxes. I'm like, okay, that's a lot. Or, and that's not a ton. That's not a crazy amount, but it's a lot. So $1,300, I have that accounted for from the county. I get that statement. I'm like, okay, great. That's totally fine. Within six months, I get a city tax. And that's for the schools in the city. Guess how much that was? Just think, how much could it be? You know, the county is 1300 Maybe, hopefully, it's less. It's city, so it's smaller. No, it was $2,600. $2,600 for this stupid city tax. I was so frustrated. So anyways, I was supposed to be making $650 a month from that one property. And now I know, <laughs> definitely look for city taxes, for county taxes, look for any like local districts or anything like that, any type of other tax that you might have so you can account for those. So it's a huge pro tip I want to give you. Find all the property taxes before you buy the property. So instead of making $650 a month, I'm making $350 a month or $300 to $350 a month, which is irritating, but I still had a good buffer, a, a big amount of ability to weather these issues. And so it's really, really good to make sure that you have all the expenses accounted for. Now, when you're looking at your property tax, taxes, every single city, every single county, everywhere you live, you're going to be taxed for the value of the property. The way it basically works is the county assessor. The county assessor goes out and assesses, assesses the value of all the properties in that county, in that particular area. Now, if there's any new measures like bond measures or anything like that to pay for a zoo or anything like that, that's tacked on top of it. But the base rate is what they're going to be taxing you. So let's give you just a random example. You have a $100,000 house and that $100,000 house, you're going to be paying property taxes. Well, the appraiser, and depending on which state, everything's different. Like California is totally different. They have Prop 13. It keeps your base value really low. Other states, they reassess it every single year. Like in Texas, they reassess the value every single year. So every different state is going to have a different way they calculate the assessed value. Now, what they're going to do is they're going to assess the value of your home. They're going to say, out of everything, out of all the sales, out of all transactions on the properties, your value of the property that you own is worth, let's just say, $100,000. Well, then the assessor gives that to the tax collector or the treasurer, whoever the department is in that area of the country that you live in that county. Then the tax collector or the treasurer or somebody says, I'm going to apply this pre-approved rate. I'll give you just a really easy example. I actually worked in the assessor's office in California in one of the counties. And so you take the assessed value of $100,000 and you take the taxable rate. And in California, it's 1.25. So you multiply those two together and that's your tax amount that you owe. So the tax collector does that. And so now the tax collector sends out the tax bill to you and says, you owe this. Your assessed value is here, $100,000. Here is what the rate we put to it, 1.25. And here are all the bonds and, and other taxes and fees that we add to it. You know, the laundry list of them. And then this is how much you owe in taxes. That is a summation of how it works. Now, different counties are going to have different variances on how they do everything, but that's in general how they find your property taxes. Now, I saved almost $1,500 from literally 15 minutes of work. $1,500 back in my pocket. It's more like a penny saved, a penny earned because I'm not actually making money. I'm basically saving myself from paying extra money. And this is the, basically the way it works out. And the way that I saved almost $1,500 from my property taxes is why I'm creating the show for you today. It's 
appealing the assessed value, not how much you're paying in taxes, not the rate. I mean, you'll have to take that up. You have to like, you know, go to the all the people in the city and say, we want to vote or you know, the actual state. We want to vote to lower the taxes, which is uh, a lot of work. The other way is to appeal the property tax value. So the entire value of your home, let's say you think it's only worth 80,000 or you're trying to encourage them to use that $80,000 value instead of $100,000. So you would then appeal or basically say, government, I disagree with this $100,000 valuation. I want you to lower it to $80,000, or at least this is what I believe it should be valued at because of other sales in the area, because of this property sold for this price, and it's the value of my home, and it's the same size, shape, and all that sort of stuff, because you want the accurate market value of the property. So they're going to find the assessed value. And so basically all you do is you appeal the property tax value. Now I will say, as we're going through all of this on how to appeal the tax process, you're going to want to figure out the exact process of your county where you live, because it might be different. All of them vary, but they're very similar in the process. You appeal the property taxes. Now, if you do not actually have your own property, if you've never bought your own first rental property, you're not going to have these rental property taxes. So I want to help you out. I want to get you started down that road. I want to give you my book, my best-selling book, How to Quit Your Job with Rental Properties for free. And if you go right now and go get that book, I will actually autograph it for you. I will even put a handwritten note encouraging you to get started investing in real estate rental properties. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free book. All one word, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free book. And you will be able to get my book for free. You're just going to pay a little bit in shipping and handling. I'm not making any money on it. I want to give you that book for free, How to Quit Your Job with Rental Properties the best-selling book on Amazon. Go ahead and get it for free. I'm selling it for 20 bucks online right now. I want to give it to you for free, plus shipping. If you go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free book, you will be able to get this book for free. And now let's look at what you should look for in your property tax bill, you know, what the tax collector actually sends you out. We need to look at that to see what is in there and see if it's really worthwhile to actually appeal the property taxes. In some counties, it might cost money. Um, in most counties, they don't. You know, it's, it's, it should be just a filing of a piece of paper. And hopefully you don't have to show up because you just let them do the appeal. But if you show up, you have a better case. Anyways, we'll get into that. So when you're looking at your property taxes, oh, pause that thought really quick. If you want to look at everything I'm talking about, all the property tax bills that I have had in the past, you want to see the checks that I've received that made me, you know, save me a ton of money, go to the show notes page, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 65, and I'll have everything written out there. Okay, so what to look for in your tax bill, you're going to be looking for things like or things that say appraised value or assessed value or full value or something like that in your property tax bill, because that's going to show you what they believe the entire value of your property is worth. And that is what they use to assess and then put that multiplier to your property. And then that's how much you pay in taxes. So you want to reduce that total appraised value or assessed value or full value, whatever that idline item is, you want to get that as low as possible. If anything, you want to get lower than the current market value. So you want to get that lower. Also, when you go to the show, page, I have my old tax bill from Fresno County in California, and it even shows the net taxable value. And that's also another line item. So there's different things that you need to look at. But here are the things 
that really comprise up how much your value of your property is worth. So number one would be land. So how much the land is worth itself, just as it sits without any improvements on top of it. That is basically like a vacant land. Then the second thing would be improvements. Any improvements on top of the property. Now, if you put a mobile home on there, that's not an improvement. It's something that's physically attached to the ground, and that's an improvement. Like any a property that would be like a home or any structures, even a shed that's actually attached to the ground, then that would also be considered improvements. Now, if you want to get out of having improvements, let's say I'll give you just a quick tip. If you have land that you do not want to have more taxes paid onto it. um, I even had a friend that did this exact thing. He built a shed, but did not attach it to the ground. Now, I'm not saying that's a good idea. You know, some bad things can happen if it's not actually attached to the ground, but it was a pretty good sized shed and he didn't want to pay any more in taxes. So he did not attach it to the ground. So that's, you know, that's also a case by case basis. They might say, well, it's actually this that and the other, but just kind of give you that. So land and improvements consider up the net taxable value. So everything added up is the taxable value that the assessor is going to say, this is how much you would have as the value of your home. Then they give that value to the tax collector. And then that tax collector does all that work to make sure that you pay all the assessments, um, the fees, the all the school bonds and everything else added to the property taxes. Now, naturally, if you pay less in taxes, the income from your property goes up and you make more money. Like if you buy a property for cash flow, like we do, if you reduce the amount of taxes that you pay every single year, then that's more money in your pocket. So you should make this a priority. This should be something that you do every single year. And every year I review my tax bills, like every single one. I look at what the tax collector sends me. I review the improvements and the land and basically just look at the total dollar value of what they think it's worth and what they want to tax me on. And then if it's within reason, I'm going to go ahead and appeal that process. And we'll get into that in just a second. Now, being an investor in a specific area, you should have a good handle of the market of your rental property. You should know what the property is worth because you know your area. That's your investing you know, uh, fish pond. That's where you work. And so use your knowledge of the market value to see if you should appeal the assessed value to bring the tax bill lower. There are many times when a quick check of the assessed value on your little tax bill can actually dramatically increase your bottom line because you save a substantial amount of money. In one area of the country, the cutoff for the appeal for the previous year was in February. So occasionally I'll miss it. You know, it's like, oh, it's February. My tax bill comes out this date and I just don't do the appeal. So you need to be looking at when the cutoff for the appeal for the previous year's tax assessment. So before the deadline, I review all my property um, tax bills. I review all that stuff. I just look at everything. And then if it's in reason and it's going to be worthwhile for me to put effort into, you know, if it's like a $10,000 drop, that's not going to be a whole lot of money. Maybe you save you $10, $20. But I mean, if it's worth it, go right ahead and do it. But you may may want to, you know, if it's like $30,000 or $40,000 or $50,000 or more, then definitely go ahead and appeal the value of your home. So I've done this many times in the past and I see great decreases in the assessed value. One check I got back from the county and this was just for one property was 400 and I think it was $46 in one check because I overpaid for that one year because this is the basic of the process. You pay your tax bill 
and you appeal right roughly about the same time. And if the appeal process goes through, then they send you a check back for the overpayment. Now it's a bummer. They're holding on your money for a little while, but you don't know if you're going to get the appeal to go through or not. And so they're basically holding on to it and then they'll give you a refund. Now it was great for me. I got a $1,500 total in one year from, I think it was like five properties, $1,500 back. It was just absolutely amazing. Now, the greatest part is it only takes you about five to maybe 15 minutes of work to actually get this done. You go to the county assessor or the tax collector. You basically go to the county department. Just go online. Don't go physically go to the county, but go online, look up your property taxes, and then maybe type a search or even just call them and say, how do I get an appeal form so I can appeal my property taxes. And they're really helpful. It's their job. They have to do this. They're going to give you every step of the way in order to get your property taxes appealed. Now, that's not going to actually make sure it's granted, but you will be able to appeal the process. So here are some things that you're going to need to have for your property if you're going to be calling them up and looking at everything. So the information you're going to need, number one is your parcel number. Now your parcel number, the parcel is basically the lot of land. They, the, the county assessor or tax collector, they give everything a number. Now it's not your address. It's totally different than your address. That's something that the post office gives you. Your address is completely different than your parcel number. And so basically they break up areas into numbers and your property has a specific parcel number. So if you don't have that, you can call up the assessor or tax collector and say, here's my address. What's my parcel number? And they'll give it to you or pull out your statement, the one that you get from the government every single year. And you look at it and say, here's my parcel number. Next, you're going to look at the current assessed value. That current assessed value is what's going to be given to you as this, if I'm speaking as the government, hey, Joe Schmo, this is what we believe your value of your property is worth. Now, that's basically what they believe. Now, if you can prove otherwise, like it's less, don't prove it's more because they'll raise it up, but you want to prove that it's less. And so you get the current assessed value You also look at comparable sales. That's the next thing. You look at the current comparable sales in the area. And it's really simple just to go to Zillow.com and type in your address and look up on the right-hand side or somewhere. It'll actually show you comparable properties that have sold in the area. It's really super simple to do. And I actually have a video on my website showing you how to do all this stuff. So go there, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 65. Now, the comparable sales are going to be what's your basically your ammunition against the government to say, hey, look at all these other properties that sold for, let's say, $100,000. And they're telling you that your value is $120,000 or $130 or more. And you say, no, all these other properties uh, sold within the last year for $100,000. My property should be worth $100,000. Or better yet, even if you just buy the property, I've done it where it was assessed at like $100,000 and I bought the property for like forty dollars or $50,000. And then I appeal the process and I say, you know what? I bought it for $50,000. There's no way it's worth $100,000 because I just bought it for a hundred. Now they would have to do some checking to make sure that's actually worth that. You know, because if you just bought it from like a friend and they gave you a huge discount, they can't just give you that. So they look at the assessed, they're, sorry, they look at the market value. They take your comparable sales, your proof that it's worth less. Now, I know what you're thinking. Like you, my mind goes to this thought, the value of my home should be higher so I have more equity in this property. Like I want the government to reflect that there's more equity. Well, it's very true, but 
Not necessarily. You want to have the value of your home to be high and higher than when you bought the property. But when you sell, that's only when you sell the property. Now, remember, you make your money when you buy the property. You realize the money when you sell it. Since this is a long-term investment, your rental property will allow you to live off the cash it brings in every single month. So don't worry about that the actual assessed value of the home is lower than you think it is because you're not selling the property. If you bought the property for cash flow, as long as you have positive cash flow, you will need not need to worry about the value. Also, if your value on your property is low from the tax collector, that's not going to affect how much somebody's going to buy it for. So don't worry about that. You want to have the government reflect as low a amount as possible. So I personally wouldn't sell my income producing properties unless there was a substantial increase in the value of the property, say like by $80,000 or $100,000. Even if it's $50,000, I wouldn't do that. I would sell it only if there's a lot of money. But then again, why wouldn't I just refinance it, pull cash out and still own the property, still make money and then buy more properties. And this is actually what I've done over and over and over again. All right, now back to the appeal process. So with my three appeal forms sent out, so you know, usually it's one page for a property. Sometimes they might have two or three, allow you to put more on there. So I sent in one, at one shot, I had three different forms. I think it was like maybe six different properties total on three different forms. And I sent it in one envelope to the appeals board. And all I needed to do was wait until the hearing date. You know, it's it, it's not really a court. It's just basically a appeal hearing where they, the appeals board goes before, it's people that work for the government. They actually take your appeal and they read it and they analyze it and they give you an up or down vote um, if it's good. And so when I receive a letter of my appeal hearing date, I inform my property manager because I don't live right next to the place. So I I live thousands of miles away. So I let my property manager know of the date that, hey, I need you to be at this. This is what I'm paying you for. You're my right-hand man there. And so you need to be there. And plus, I give them all the information that I've submitted to the government so they have that in hand, so they can see what the comparable sales that I've had, all the comps and all every everything that I gave to the government, I give it to my property manager, just like as if it were me, so that they can have all all the information to present my case and hopefully get the taxes lower. Now, what I did receive was really, really awesome was that my appeal was accepted when they sent me an envelope back with three checks. Like they didn't just say, hey, your appeal was was uh, done. No, they actually sent me a check or checks back for every single property. They didn't lump it all into one check. There was a check per property, which was absolutely awesome. And I have those on my website. Now, one quick thought about taxes though, even though I was appealing the tax value, it was still my rep- responsibility to pay the taxes and make them current. You know, they really quickly you will find out who actually owns your property. It's really sad, but you will find out really quickly. You'll find out that the government owns your property. If you don't pay your taxes and if you owe them $5 in back taxes, they will take the property from you. It's very, very sad. Now, the government believes that everyone must know. Like you have to know. If you own property, you have to know taxes are due. So it's not upon like a contingent or like if you don't receive your tax bill, it's not their fault. They don't care. They're still gonna go through with kicking you out if you don't pay your taxes. They say you own property, you know you have taxes, doesn't matter. 
Anybody can lie and say, oh, I didn't get it in the mail. Oh, it's okay. We'll, look, we'll send it out again and let it slide. No, they don't do that. They just say, you're you're screwed. You're, you're really, I'm sorry, that's being crass. But they're going to say, no, you owe the PAC taxes and all the fees. So if you don't pay your property taxes, the government can and will take your property away or give it an auction where somebody else will pay it and give it to somebody else. The government will. So I always pay my property taxes the day of the due date and not before. Like I don't want to give them any money before that because I don't want them to have my money any any sooner than they should. And so I always pay it right on time. I do, however, pay all my taxes because I don't want any penalties. I don't want to have my property taken. And I personally suggest paying the amount, not more or less, on the due date. Just pay the exact amount on the due date. Now, how I earned $1,500 in basically saving my money was really after five to maybe 15 minutes of work filling out a form and mailing it in. And that's even with doing a quick look on the internet to see what their comparable sales are. And by lowering those assessed values, my total tax bill was dramatically lower and I got three checks back. All, all that totaling $1,500. And from that first time that I, very, very first time I did it, I realized, man, I have a lot of money coming back to me. And so from now on, or from that point on, I always look at every tax bill to make sure that, hey, I'm not leaving money on the table. Or I'm not giving it to the government who's going to waste it. Now my new lower payment, instead of like, I, I think at the time when I was doing this, this was 2015, I had like $3,000 in $3,400 in total property taxes. And I lowered it from $3,400 to $2,400, maybe $2,500. So I lowered all of that taxable value down and my total tax bill was dramatically lower. And so now I have every single year, I have that savings. Now, if you live in a county where they reassess it every single year, which some people do or lots of places do, you want to look at it every same single time. So don't think, hey, it's one and done. No, always be doing it over and over again. And so like I said in the beginning, a penny saved is a penny earned. And you absolutely want to save as many pennies as you can. Don't give it to the government as best you can. You want to do everything you can to not give it to the government so you, you know how to spend your money better than anybody else. And if you don't believe that, give me your money. I will spend it better than you. So I, I'm joking. But you will absolutely spend it better than anybody else. You care about your money more than anybody else, especially the government. So you want to keep as much money in your pocket as possible. Now, if you haven't started investing, go out and get my free book, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free book. And I want to send that to you for free. Just pay a little bit of shipping and handling. I'll send it myself. I'll even autograph it for you. My kids will bag it and they'll put the label on there for you. And you guys, I really appreciate you being here. You're fantastic. Thank you so much for giving me your ear for this little bit of time. Let's get out there. Let's start investing. Let's change our lives for the better with real estate rental properties. All right, guys, I'll see you.